Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everybody, how's it going? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast with me, Harry Simiu. Hope you've all had a good weekend so far. It's been another strange one, hasn't it? No Arsenal to sink our teeth into. Um, some FA Cup action, which means that there's not been a full, well, there's not been any Premier League games, has there? And that can be quite difficult, I think, in terms of finding things to entertain yourself with over the course of the weekend. But here we are. The weekend's nearly over. And um, there's still plenty of stuff from the Arsenal world to get talking about, to get discussing. And we're going to do that right here on this episode. We're going to react to the reports that Mikel Arteta has signed a contract extension at Arsenal Football Club. Now, we're going to discuss um, whether or not that's true, um, how much I know about that. We're going to get you guys' thoughts and feelings on that, if it is true. Uh, we're also going to talk about the timing and how important the timing of these types of announcements can be in terms of managing the supporters and the mood and all the rest of it. Uh, and we'll also uh, discuss whether or not Mikel Arteta deserves it. Uh, and again, we'll get your thoughts and questions from the live chat as well. Um, let me know what you guys have been up to this weekend. I tried to take a bit of a not a day off yesterday in terms of being across the football, but I tried to just kind of detach myself a little bit yesterday. I was um, at home, had some friends over for dinner, and I, I decided that I would cook the dinner um, and that I would uh, start it from early in the day to give me something to kind of distract myself with. I was in the kitchen. I had the football on on, on the Alexa, um, which was a nice a, a nice change for me. I'm one of those people that's become so reliant on kind of watching football on TV that I'd almost forgotten how nice it is sometimes to be getting on with something else, particularly when it's a game that you're not massively invested in and listening to it on the radio. And that's wild because I work on the radio, right? So I should appreciate it more than anybody um, and how much goes into it and all the rest of it. But yesterday was the first time I'd done that in a while and I really, really enjoyed it. And I was listening to um, the Maidstone United game away at Ipswich. What a match that was. What a result that was. Um, George Elakobi, take a bow, son, with the job that you are doing at that football club. Unbelievable. And when people say the magic of the FA Cup is dead, it's clear that, you know, that is something that maybe people have fallen into the trap of believing. Now, it might be dead for the very elite Premier League level clubs in terms of it isn't as special anymore. It doesn't mean as much maybe when other things are clearly uh, further up the priority list. But for a club like Maidstone, to go and win at a place like Ipswich Town, famous old football club, but also a club that are flying high at the top of the Champions League. I think I tweeted yesterday, there's 96 or 97 league places between them in the football pyramid. So to pull off a result like that away from home is spectacular. It really, really is. I don't know if you guys saw the video of the fan as well. 
um, that rolled off of the top tier of the stand at Portman Road and ended up in the Ipswich fans in front of him. That was wild. I hope he's all right. And I hope whoever he landed on is all right as well. But it just goes to show you that, that football can stir all kinds of emotions, can't it? Um, let's say a few hellos. Let's take some of your comments from the live chat. Uh, we have got uh, John, who saw the title of the video and said, hell no, Arteta out. He's a woeful man manager in the system. He's shite. Well, we don't know what your opinion is. Um, Antony says, uh, it's funny that rival fans are so worried about Arteta extending that they push down our throat the narrative that he needs to be sacked. I never heard them so concerned for us when Arsene kept extended contract after contract. Uh, we've got Mafia Boss in the chat. Temi's with us. Steve, Louis, Derek joins us from Australia. Uh, Stapes says, morning, Harry. I really hope Arteta has signed a new deal. Uh, Derek goes on to say, uh, lots of folks will not be happy if our man has a new contract. Again, we'll get into that. Uh, Louis says, Arteta gets a new deal for what? Um, Junior Gunner says, uh, quite premature based on not knowing the outcome of the season. Yet it could be one to remember or extremely underwhelming. Not sure if a new deal is deserved, considering we haven't kicked on. We'll address all of that in a bit. Big hello to Afsar as well, who joins us. Alex Jones has got a long drive. He says, you're the perfect companion, Harry. Um, drive safe, mate. All the best. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Mario says, morning, Harry. Hope you're well, mate. I hope or oh, I'm doing some decor at the house and there's no game on. I defo think Arteta deserves another contract. He's brought life back to Arsenal. Just on that point of there's no game on, there's plenty to watch today, man. Um, I was looking at this just before I came on. Um, I was thinking about what I'm going to do in my day. So this is my plan. I'm going to watch the Black Country derby between West Brom and Wolves as soon as I finish this. I think that's going to be interesting because I think West Brom are good enough to cause a Premier League side at home problems. I'm going to then um, maybe watch a bit of QPR against Huddersfield because I think given that's a big one at the bottom of the championship, that game could have big implications on the survival hopes of both sides. At five, I'm going to watch Lazio against Napoli. At 7.45, I'm going to put Fiorentina versus Inter on, and I'm going to flick between that um, and Atletico Madrid versus Valencia, which kicks off at eight. I'm also going to keep an eye on what else goes on in the FA Cup throughout the day. And you might see me uh, stick a bit of the AFCON on. I watched Nigeria um, against Cameroon yesterday. What well, most of it, I was watching a lot of Milan Bologna as well. I had both games on at the same time. I have to say there were periods where my focus was more so on Milan against Bologna. But tonight, you know, you've got um, the clash of the Guineas in the AFCON, five o'clock Equatorial Guinea versus Guinea. And then at eight o'clock, you've got Egypt against DR Congo. Apologies. I hope I got to the mute button in time. Bloody hell, where did that sneeze come from? Just completely out of the blue. Um, let's see uh, what else we've got in the chat before we dive into the real uh, subject here today. Um, Steve Stone says, I feel Arsenal should wait until the end of the season, then reassess Arteta's position. Um, Mafia Boss says, do you genuinely believe that we will get any signings this window? I, I would predict that we're not going to do anything. Uh, we are running out of time fast and it doesn't look like anything is imminent at the moment. Um, Russ Morgan says, Arteta can't sign a new contract when Klopp is available, surely. Uh, Mario says, I mean, there's no Arsenal on, mate. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I realised that once I started on my 
um, breakdown of what you should watch today. But there's plenty to enjoy. And you know what? Sometimes in a weird way, although I love watching the Arsenal more than anything else in the world, sometimes watching other interesting football can be quite nice because you don't have any skin in the game. It's a lot less stressful anyway. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's dive into the topic of today's podcast. Has Mikel Arteta signed a new contract with the Arsenal? Okay, so first, I think we need to start with, is this true? Um, it is a report that was floating around, mainly on social media. I haven't seen anybody really, in terms of the journalists that usually cover Arsenal, um, the beat, as it's called, go particularly big on this or make a, a, a thing of this. I think this is one of those stories that just feels really, really kind of convenient when we've had the Jurgen Klopp news. Because if you go back to when it came out, the first time I saw it was on Friday afternoon, not long after the Jurgen Klopp announcement, which was obviously a massive deal and, and big news for the Premier League, big news for Liverpool Football Club, etc., etc. So it's kind of like, well, Everybody knows that Jurgen Klopp will no longer be the Liverpool manager come the end of the season. How can I wind? Um, how can I wind the Arsenal fan base up now? I tell you what I'll do. I will tell them all that Arsenal have signed up the manager who's currently under a bit of scrutiny because there is a feeling among a lot of people that the team hasn't kicked on from last season. What I'll do is I'll throw out a rumour that he's just signed a new contract shortly after we hear that one of the best managers in world football is no longer going to be in his current post moving forward. It's an easy one, isn't it, to kind of stir up the pot with. Now, I, I, I saw Jeff Arsenal tweet it. I don't know him. I, I, I don't know how credible he is or isn't. So I'm not sitting here going after any one particular person, because I've seen a few accounts sort of putting this thing around. And obviously in a weird way, in, a, in kind of a way, I'm giving it oxygen by talking about it here as well, as are many other content creators, Arsenal reporters, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just looking at it and I'm going, have I got any evidence to suggest that this is true outside of a tweet or an X, whatever you call them these days? And the answer is no. I've not heard anything from anyone at the club or close to the club. I've not heard anything for anyone that, from anyone that I would normally say has a line in. So we can discuss it, but I'm also not going to get carried away by this. And I'm not going to start ranting or, or saying that it's the wrong timing and all the rest of it. Because the truth is, I don't know that this is true. And I always say this. We've got this really bad habit, I think, as Arsenal fans in general, as a fan base of taking something this big and turning it into something this big. And this would be a prime example of that. I think when it comes to these things, timing is everything. It is everything, right? In terms of when you announce this stuff, in terms of how it's communicated, you know, you pick the good moments to kind of put out this kind of news. Now, when there's news that will undoubtedly be positive, despite the current situation of the team, then sometimes you will put that out at a point where maybe you feel like the fans are feeling a little bit downbeat and a little bit disconnected in order to try and make it work in your favour. Lots of people talk about the Arsenal, and I quote, PR machine. Well, the PR machine um, is not stupid and Arsenal will um, be very, very careful with, if this is true, the timing 
um, with which they announced this. It's difficult to judge right now whether if Mikel Arteta has signed on the dotted line, and I am talking hypothetically as far as I know, it is difficult to judge whether this is the right time because in recent months, things haven't been too good. You know, we, we're we still in the hunt for the Premier League title, which is great. You know, we're in a good position um, to, to kind of make a, a play for it for the remainder of the campaign to push. We're in the knockout stages of the UEFA Champions League, somewhere that we haven't been in for a while, territory that we've become unaccustomed to, you would say, in recent years. But because, you know, that we were on such a high for most of last season, then it kind of came crashing down. Then we started this season, at least results-wise, in a really kind of positive vein. You know, we went into Christmas top of the league. You're looking at it and you're going, we're not playing that well, but we've still got enough in the tank and enough resilience and enough about us to be in a really strong position, which has to be seen as a positive. And then the results started to dip and and we ended up in a situation where we, we fell off the top um, by a few points. Again, it's a position that is very much salvageable. Um, it's a position that we should still be encouraged by. And it's a position that we'd have only dreamed of being in maybe four or five years ago. So, you know, you have to factor all of that in. If you announce something like this now, and Arsenal season doesn't go the way that we want it to, i.e., you know, we don't make a push for the Premier League. We fall off a little bit. We don't make significant progress in the Champions League. Then, you know, you're going to face some resistance now, but will it be as much resistance as you'd face from some sections of the fan base if the season ended badly and then you announced it then? From what I hear, I don't think there's any real urgency around the Mikel Arteta contract situation at this moment in time. The club have gone all in on him for a while. He's all in on the club. I don't think there's any real issue or concern about Mikel Arteta kind of packing his bags and saying, I'm off here, I'm off there. I think that could happen in the future because no manager stays at any football club forever. And I certainly think the days of managers being here for 20 plus years are well behind us. And I think that's just the thing about football in general. It's not an exclusive thing to Arsenal Football Club or, or to any one individual manager. I look at this and I think, you know, if you have signed the contract, then clearly that is another showing of the unwavering support that KSC seemed to have for Mikel Arteta. Um, but when you drop this news, when you announce this news, is going to be key in terms of the amount of resistance or positivity that you get off the back of it. If Mikel Arteta has us top of the league in May and, you know, we're in the semi-finals of the Champions League, for example, and that contract news drops, everybody will be delighted and over the moon. If come May, we are sitting fourth in the table, which is really the bare minimum of what we expect this season after what we managed to do last season, and we went out of the Champions League in the round of 16 against FC Porto, then that news is going to be taken in a completely different way. So do you see what I'm trying to say about timing being super, super key here? We're going to talk about whether or not it's deserved. Um, I think currently it is. I think Arsenal... Um, are moving in the right direction. But things can change really, really quickly in football. And that's why if I were the football club, I'd be really, really careful, conscious of the, the perception of things and want to put this out at the right time. Let me go over to the comments and see what you guys are saying because I can see the comments section is uh, is popping off. Um, what else have we got? 
Uh, Ross Morgan says, uh, pretty sure Jeff Arsenal was credited with this on Friday. Could be wrong. Again, I don't know Jeff. Um, I, you know, I don't know how connected or not connected he is. And I'm not sitting here trying to point fingers at him because I think a lot of people have picked this story up and have run with it. And, and that turns something into a bigger deal, right? The more people, and I'm guilty of that too, because I'm talking about it now. But yeah, I, I don't have any information to suggest to me that this is definitely true, that Mikel Arteta has signed this contract. Now, he might have done. He might have done. I'm not saying he hasn't. And if he has, then me personally, I'll be quite pleased with that because I want him to stay. But at the same time, I think the club have to be really careful with with how they um, how they kind of package this up and, and when they drop this news, if indeed um, this is something to drop. Constantine says, it's honestly a joke how much of a, how much this club has fallen. Fair play to Xavi for admitting he is not good enough and leaving. Arteta's ego will stop him ever quitting. The two situations, Constantine, are completely incomparable. Completely incomparable. And I'll explain why. So, first of all, the Xavi situation, Xavi won the league last year with Barcelona, right? Xavi is a La Liga champion with Barcelona. So when you get to that point, you can look at it in two ways. You can say, well, that's credit in the bank then for Xavi and he deserves to be able to oversee even a bit of a slump this season, even a bit of a disappointment, yet still survive that because ultimately he has a big bit of silverware um, in the bag. I'm just bringing up the table from last year um, to be able to say, well, happy death. He won the league last year by 10 points, right? So you can either look at it and say, well, Xavi managed that. So if Xavi goes through a difficult period, that's his credit in the bank. That's what he shows to the Barcelona board, et cetera, et cetera. The problem that Barcelona have as a football club right now is that financially they are right on the edge, right? We know they've been pulling levers left, right and centre, selling off broadcast rights, been restricted in registering players because financially they're just not in the place that they need to be. They need to go further in the Champions League to help ease that burden as well. There is a lot of pressure at that football club. And I think when you get to a high and then you start to come down, then there is a lot less tolerance and a lot less patience. Now, that might be fair or unfair, but that's just the way it goes. When you're on an upward journey, I think people, if they can see progress year on year, are more happy and more patient and more willing to say, no, you know, you're moving in the right direction. If you're moving downwards, you're moving in the wrong direction. Make no mistake about it. All the talk in Spain in recent weeks has been about Xavi being sacked. So, there's a good chance that Barcelona, knowing the way that they've operated in the past, have given Xavi a little bit of a nudge here as well. You know, they've sensed that perhaps somebody more attractive to them could become a... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Available. There's lots of talk that Xavi's relationship with some of the players has broken down, that he's 
influence in the dressing room is no longer the same as it was. There is no suggestion that that is a problem at Arsenal Football Club. So the circumstances, in my opinion, are incomparable. Barcelona have gone from winning the league by 10 points to now being 10 points off of the top after 21 games. Atletico Madrid, in fourth place, have a game in hand on them. And if they win that game in hand, would go above Barcelona, relegating Barcelona down to fourth place. And they'd only be three points clear of Athletic Bilbao. If Barcelona do not get in the Champions League, it is a financial catastrophe. You can say that for a lot of clubs. But the point I'm trying to make here is that the situation that Xavi's Barcelona are in, in comparison to where they were, compared to where Arsenal are, is completely different. So, you you know, they're regressing. They're getting worse. They're not playing very well. And some people will argue that that's the case at Arsenal as well. But I would say that results don't suggest that. I would say that performances have dictated why we look at Arsenal maybe in a different light this season. But if the results are there, then you have to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. If I take it on, Stape says, I think Arsenal are offering the new deal now before Barcelona come knocking. There's a good chance that that happens. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. So I'm just going to pause uh, there for a minute. Um, Jeremy says, at what point do some deluded Arsenal fans actually hold Arteta accountable? Just coasting by season after season, being happy not winning any trophy. I don't get it. Jurgen Klopp, who the whole world has got into meltdown about because he's leaving, has won one Premier League title in eight and a half years at Liverpool. One. Puts into context how difficult it is to get on top of a side as good as Manchester City with the best manager in the world. And if you want to throw in some of the accusations around them, again, they're not proven and I get that and all the rest of it, but that is something that you have to factor in, I think. The possibility that they might be guilty has to be factored in to the conversation. If we move on, um, John says uh, he's very happy um, that our manager is staying, if he's staying. Um, Victor says, surely wait until the end of the season. If he loses to Porto or doesn't even get to the semi-final or final of the CL and comes third or fourth in the league, then it's time to sack him. So I'm not against people, by the way, that say, wait till the end of the season. I think in an ideal world, you do wait till the end of the season. In an ideal world, you never give any manager, any contract, any new deal until you get to a, a checkpoint where you can then look back on a good sample size, i.e. a full campaign and say, right, where are we? Did we move forward? Did we regress? How do I how do I assess that? And then you base your decision on that. I think that is the ideal scenario. The reality is, though, that that doesn't always happen. It's like saying, let a player run down his contract and then we'll decide if we're going to give him a new deal or not. The problem with that is you don't protect yourself as a football club and you leave yourself open and susceptible to having your assets pinched. So if Arteta's got a deal that at the moment runs until the end of next season, and if we do want to keep him, we don't. We don't act. We, we wait. We're not very proactive. You could get to halfway through next season and, you know, Barcelona maybe have brought someone in that says, uh, you know, that that replaces Xavi. It doesn't go too well. And they go, well, OK, we tried that, but we're going to go with a new project, new build with Mikel Arteta from next season. Let's start working on him now. Then we've got no protection against that. Nothing whatsoever. And 
whatever you say about Mikel Arteta, and we had this debate a few weeks ago around whether or not he's the man before the man, i.e. the one that took us out of the crap, helped redevelop, helped build, used his really kind of strong, um, you know, principle base to to turn the ship around at the football club. But the question remains over whether he can get you over the line. Other clubs like Barcelona who have find themselves who find themselves in a, a difficult situation will look at that and go, well, he clearly is capable of rebuilds. So maybe we bring him in to be our man before the man. So do you see what I mean? I, I get what you're saying, Victor. I would love it if that's the way it worked. But just like with players' contracts, if you let them run down too low, you leave yourself in a weak position and you leave yourself susceptible to having you know, your, your assets taken from you. Um, Ross Morgan says, it's a weird time, but we have done pretty badly on the domestic cup front for a few years now. I completely agree with that. Um, I've been really disappointed with the way that we've performed um, in the domestic cups, but also you have to apply context to this as well. Okay, so Mikel Arteta has won an FA Cup, number one. Number two, we went to, I think, the semi-finals of the League Cup last season and we lost to Liverpool. There's no real shame in that. You look at last season's FA Cup, we got drawn away to Manchester City in the fourth round. Difficult tie to get through. There was no shame in that defeat, particularly given that Pep Guardiola, for whatever reason, played his bloody full team, barring one player. He made one change from the weekend before for that game. I remember because I commentated on it. And then you look at this season, and again, we've drawn Liverpool this time in the third round. So for me, you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. If there's one cup, if there's one competition, I've been really pissed off with Arteta in because I think he's made mistakes in. It would be the Europa League for me. That would be the one that I look at and think in those campaigns where Arteta was at the helm and we were competing in the Europa League, we should have done more. That's my kind of gripe. rather than me having kind of a major gripe against um, sort of what he's managed in uh, in the domestic cups. Could it have been better? Yeah, of course it could, but that that's kind of where I sit on it. Um, I'm going to take some more of your comments and some more of your questions in a little bit, um, but I want to come on to the point of whether or not a new contract for Mikel Arteta is deserved, and I'm going to give you my take on, on why. <laughs> So I want to break down the reasons why I believe that Mikel Arteta right now, in the current state of play, deserves a new contract at the Arsenal. I think this is something that I've been thinking a lot about over the last 24 hours because these reports have been doing the rounds. I said I tried to switch off, but there's me standing in the kitchen chopping onions and thinking about whether or not Mikel Arteta should get a new deal or not. It's just the way I'm wired, unfortunately. Um, who is it in the chat that keeps putting violins in the chat? I had need... Do you want me to read out one of your comments? Is, is that what it's going to take for you to stop spamming the chat with the same thing? And come on, man, you can spell my surname better than that, surely. <laughs> anyway, um, look, so for me, he deserves it currently. But as I said earlier on, I would be very, very careful with how, when and if this is announced. And I think that you have to always be mindful of the fact that things can change really, really quickly in football, really, really quickly. But I've got five reasons, five reasons why I believe Mikel Arteta deserves a new deal at Arsenal. 
Number one, year on year, taking into account four seasons only, Arsenal have moved forwards. They've gone from eighth to fifth to second. And who knows where we're going to end up this season. Remember as well, when you're factoring in how well we've done this season, I think you have to factor in the fact that we're a Champions League club again and that we have that to balance with our Premier League campaigns as well. Number two, he's restored the connection with the fans and built a team that we can all identify with. That is so, so important to me personally. Number three, he's taken us back to a position where we're competing for a title, not just once, but in consecutive seasons. Now, there were a few occasions we were in the mix during the latter years of Wenger's tenure, but that was more so down to circumstances around us than our level consistently improving. Number four, I think he deserves a new contract and we should give him a new contract because it protects us as a football club financially. Barcelona and God knows who else will be in the market for a new manager this summer. Their admiration for him is well known and his history there, I think, could tempt him. I mean, who doesn't want to manage a club of that size at one point or another? And number five, which I think is one of the most important points in this whole debate and discussion, just because you sign someone up on a new deal, it doesn't mean you're stuck with them for the duration. Contracts, apart from protecting you financially, especially in management, mean actually very little. Every manager ever sacked was fired. Guess what? Went under contract. People walk away from jobs too. Jurgen Klopp being the recent example. Just because you signed someone up on a new deal, it doesn't mean that they're going to be there for the duration. It protects you. It gives them a bit of security too, obviously, in terms of what they're going to earn and all the rest of it. But relationships can be broken. Um, separations in football do happen whether you're under contract or not. So those are my five reasons why I would give Mikel Arteta a new deal. However, I'm well aware of the fact that this needs to be managed properly in terms of when it goes out into the public domain. It needs to be dropped at the right time. It needs to be um, something that, yeah, is, of course, under review all the time, a manager's position. But the guy's contract hasn't got long left to run on it. And the football club will also feel that they need to, um, you know, A, protect themselves, but also Mikel Arteta's representatives will be looking at it and going, uh, hold on a minute. You keep telling us that you, you're really big on our guy, on our client. You keep telling us that you're building your entire structure and strategy around him. That's what you've sold to us. That's why we're here. Now show us that and reflect it in the length of his contract. Because right now, if you're KSE and you're telling everybody that your whole strategy is built around Mikel Arteta, you love what he's doing and it's all going great, you'd look at it and you go, well, do you know what? He's only got 18 months left on his contract. Does that reflect what you're saying? Maybe it doesn't. So there's pressure from that side as well. There's pressure from all kinds of sides. One of the things that has really wound me up over the last couple of days, particularly since the Jurgen Klopp news dropped. And I said this on the reaction pod that we did um, in response to that news is people saying, well, why don't we go and get Jurgen Klopp in the summer? That, that'll be fine. Two things. Jurgen Klopp has one categorically said that he will not ever manage another English football club again. Number one. And number two, in that lengthy interview that he gave that Liverpool released Alongside the announcement, he said, if you ask me right now, would I go back into management? My answer is no. 
He then said in the press conference a little bit later on that maybe down the line, when he's experienced the normal life that he's after, he might decide that he misses it and decide that he wants to get back into it. There was a suggestion that international management could be on the cards. Let me tell you this now. Jurgen Klopp, a man of his principle, is not going to manage Arsenal, regardless of what you throw at him. So if you're sitting in cuckoo land, pretending that Arsenal should, or, or, or suggesting that Arsenal should bank their hopes on Jurgen Klopp being persuaded this is the job for him and therefore kick Mikel Arteta to the curb and dismiss all the good things he's done for Arsenal Football Club in order to pursue that option, you're mad because it ain't happening. It's not happening. Not happening. Um, right. Uh, Mead Addy in the chat, mate. You need to... Mate, ain't you got something better to do on a Sunday? They sacked Emery for this fraud. What? what sorry. What? I don't think there was an Arsenal fan at the time that Unai Emery was sacked. When we were in 11th place in the league, we'd been absolutely embarrassed in a Europa League final um, against a rival just a few months before. There wasn't a single Arsenal fan that was going, oh, please keep him. He's doing great. No. There was no credit in the bank with Unai Emery because in his first season, we messed up getting into the top four because he decided to take two Premier League games for granted. Games against Brighton and Crystal Palace where he rotated the team and we dropped points, therefore missing out on the top four by a point. He put all his eggs in the Europa League basket because he's got an obsession with that competition. It served him well generally because he's won it a, a number of times. Great. But he took the wrong path. He took the wrong path. He went all in for the Europa League. We got embarrassed. We got humiliated. We ended up missing out on the Champions League, missing out on a European trophy. And then when the second season started really poorly with clear fallouts between him and the, the group and a real breakdown in, in the relationships, he had to go. He had to go. We're not in that situation with Mikel Arteta now where people are, are seriously sitting there saying he needs to go. If you're saying he needs to go because of where we are today, I'm sorry, but you're deluded. This football club, as great as it is, as grand as it is, as amazing as it is, hasn't won the Premier League since the 2003-2004 season. What divine right do Arsenal have to win the Premier League every single year? We've had lots of financial issues over the years um, because of the stadium. And you can get into the debate around whether we should or shouldn't have done that again. You know, that's a whole other point. This football club, no football club, has a divine right to win anything. No divine right to win anything. We're back in a position where, as I said, we are competing for a title for the second consecutive year. Go back to the 2003-2004 season or around about that point, maybe slightly afterwards. If you go all the way back, you look at the last decade maybe of Wenger's tenure. You can't find two consecutive seasons where we were in the mix for the title. Now, I know that's not winning anything. And I know that people will say, well, you're a loser because that's all you, you account for. No, I'm just saying that year on year, when you only take the full seasons into consideration, I don't know why people keep saying Arteta finished eighth two seasons in a row. Technically, that's true. But he picked up the club in 11th place and he won an FA Cup that season. In his full seasons in charge, it's been eighth, fifth, 
second, and we'll see where we're going to end up this time. There's been clear improvement year on year. And I don't know that he has signed a new deal. I don't know that he is going to sign a new deal. This is pure speculation at the moment, as I've said. But by my estimations, he deserves a new deal. And he deserves the opportunity um, to, to take us to that next step. I think later down the line, we can look at it again and we can reassess it. And in an ideal world, as I say, if I were in charge of Arsenal Football Club and I had no concerns, none whatsoever, about other clubs maybe coming in to pinch him, then I probably would wait and hold off. But that's not how football works. It's a business. There will be pressure applied from his people. How many players allow their contracts to run down without even talking to other clubs? It doesn't work like that. It's, it's football. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. But anyway, um, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you uh, all so much for joining me. Thank you for all your interaction in the live chat, as always. Um, don't forget that we're going to be uh, back tomorrow with another episode where we're going to be looking ahead to the Nottingham Forest game. I'm going to be at the city ground on Tuesday night. I'm going to try and um, and bring you some kind of reaction from the city ground, um, all being well. Um, but yeah, it's sometimes difficult when I've got work to do in the stadium and stuff. I can't always um, get it out nice and quickly, which is a bit annoying. But yeah, um, we will... Uh, we will speak very, very soon. Until then, take care of yourselves. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if your brand's spanking you uh, and all the rest of it. Let me know in the comments. Would you like to see Arteta given a new contract? Would you like to see that announcement come now at the end of the season, if indeed it's done? Um, should it be done in the first place? You let me know in the chat and we'll pick up on some of your responses. On the next edition, of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Until the next one, take care. Cheers. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.